Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Better in Bed, the podcast where we talk about sex and inspire you to get better at it. I'm Sarah, and I'm a certified sex coach and educator, and I help people like you overcome shame, explore your sexuality, and communicate more meaningfully about sex. If you are enjoying this podcast, I'd be super grateful if you subscribed, shared it with friends, or left a review. I also do love interacting with all of you over emails. So if you join my community by going to my website, sarahsense.com, scrolling all the way to the bottom and signing up, then you'll get plugged into all of my tips, tricks, and insights for a happier, healthier sex life. And if you do also have a question for me or some feedback for the podcast, then email is always the best way to send it through. Today, I am talking about sexual health and where the conversation about sexual health is going and how sex toys have a role in contributing to that. And just in case you need a good definition, the World Health Organization defines sexual health as a state of Physical, emotional, mental, and social well-being related to sexuality, not merely the absence of disease, dysfunction, or infirmity. So we'll be using that definition as we go along with our conversation. As my guest today, I'm super thrilled to have Dr. Soom Rakshit joining me. He is the co-founder and CEO of Mystery Vibe, and he has a background in biometrics and defense electronics and started Mystery Vibe in 2014 to solve big topics in sexual health in an accessible way. Today, Mystery Vibe is an award-winning world leader in medical devices for sexual health, and Mystery Vibe products are now used by over 50,000 people in over 65 countries. So, can I call you Sumi? Is that yes, of fine? Good. Otherwise, Dr. <clears throat> Sum is going to sound no, very no, not formal. At all. No one calls me Dr. Sum. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Sumi, how did you go from biometrics and defense electronics to running a sexual health products company? I'd love to know more about that journey. It's actually so similar what I started my career with and what I still do now. So my studies, my PhD was biometrics, which is where I started my journey 20 years ago. And it was very much bringing engineering and medicine together. And in that case, the application was access control, security, national security, uh, counterterrorism, that area. But it was very much understanding the human eye, the all the anatomy, the biology of it and understanding what kind of software and hardware can work together to assess an eye and match it and recognize or identify people. And that was back in 2004. So we sold that business in 2009. And then uh, I spent mm -hmm. uh, seven years after that working in national security, doing very similar stuff. And during that mm -hmm. time, I always wanted to get back to bioengineering, just like I used to do before, mm -hmm. and really understanding what is it that we're passionate about, we as the whole founding team before. And the thing that always came up is sexual health, especially as you get older and you have kids or life events happen like surgery, 
it's just aging. Like uh, most men above 40 start to experience ED, erectile dysfunction. Mm-hmm. Uh, most women above 50 will start to have menopausal issues, which could be dryness, arousal disorder, etc. So all of these things mm-hmm. would be very common topics of conversation. And yet mm-hmm. two things came up. One is hardly anyone wanted to go to a doctor which meant they would suffer mm-hmm. in silence. And two, there weren't really any solutions out there or very easy to use solutions for these except for medicines, which obviously generally mm-hmm. have side effects. So we mm-hmm. thought, okay, if we wanted to get back into building engineering again, which we love doing, it has to be in a topic we really care about and has a massive impact on day-to-day lives of people. And sexual health was that. And that's how we ended up starting Mystery Vibe. And the story behind that is 2012 TED Talk. Esther Perel did. I watched mm-hmm. them. I loved it. And she said that if you want to keep a long-term relationship exciting, keep the mystery in the bedroom. And we thought, oh. okay, what if we could be one of the many solutions to keep uh-huh. that mystery in the bedroom? Mm-hmm. And that's how Mystery Vibe started. So yeah, it hasn't actually changed what I do much in the mm-hmm. last 20 years. I try to get medical expertise and engineering expertise together and create devices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so you're just applying those same principles just in a sexual health context. I love the story, by the way, around the name as well. And I think like as a positioning, it's very interesting because you said that you actually started it to fill the niche of meeting the needs of sort of providing devices for sexual health that nobody else was currently doing except for maybe like pharmaceutical companies and so doctors and stuff. So I just wanted to ask you a little bit more about that because I think when we think and talk about sex toys these days, a lot of the times we think about it as sort of tools for pleasure and kind of indulgence. But your positioning around sex toys as medical devices for sexual health is really interesting. So why do you actually believe sex toys are medical devices for sexual health? It's a very interesting challenge, I would say, in sexual health, which is 25% people will go to a doctor when they have an issue and 75% won't. At least that's the current statistic. What that means is if you have a, let's just talk about erectile dysfunction, you know, very common issue. Mm-hmm. A lot of men suffer from mm-hmm. uh, just general erection issues. You know, it doesn't have to be anything significant. And maybe one in four will go to a doctor, find a solution. But 75% will probably search Google or maybe do nothing about it. So mm-hmm. we obviously want to create mm-hmm. these devices which are very helpful. And, and this one, for example, the ED device and, mm-hmm. you know, stretches and mm-hmm. fits the penis. However, oh, what's the name of that device uh, that is, you uh, put, put up? This is Tenuto. It stretches Tenuto. on the penis, it creates erection, um, okay. holds erection. Yeah. Right. Okay. What we realized is there are actually devices out there like Vibrect, which are great devices mm-hmm. and they work on ED patients. However, because mm-hmm. they chose a 100% medical route, they are mm. hidden behind clinics, behind urologists. If you don't go to a doctor and don't go to a doctor who knows about this, you will never find out. So, for example, mm. you know, if I tell you, mm. do you know a really good sex toy? And you will know a few. If I tell you, do you know medical device for vaginal rejuvenation? Maybe you won't, right? Yeah. And the yeah. problem is those yeah. are not marketed directly to consumers. So consumers don't know Mm -hmm. these things even exist. So where we started and what we have tried to hold on over the last seven years is the concept of how can you make medical devices sexy, very pleasure centric, Mm -hmm. so we can sell them as sex toys, 
as well as medical devices mm -hmm. and people can just buy them to enjoy they don't have to have any yeah. issues also if they have issues and they don't want to yet admit it or talk about it that's also fine because that can be mm -hmm. a problem psychologically they can buy it like for example you could buy this just for the frontal bit which is stimulating the labia so a man can buy it simply right. to uh, stimulate the woman's uh, labia during intercourse and that would be a different reason for buying a device rather than saying, I'm having difficulty with my erection, mm -hmm. so I'm going to buy this. Because that might be a difficult conversation. Mm -hmm. But what is easier is, hey, look, mm -hmm. I bought a toy for your pleasure. This is my gift to you. Yeah. Which is a much easier yeah. way in. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of psychology behind, you know, why we present the way we do present it. So that's why mm -hmm. we're probably the only company who create medical devices and make them look like sex toys because obviously it's easier I to see. build a medical device sell it as a medical device because there's no stigma in the mm -hmm. medical world it's just a matter of fact mm -hmm. it's like if you go yeah. to a doctor and they say you need to use yeah. a dilator you're like okay fine that's what the doctor said yeah however there's a lot of stigma especially in different parts of the world yeah. about sex toy however we realize that sex toy is much easier for people to accept internally as a couple mm -hmm. and with each other than accepting a problem. Mm -hmm. If they're having yeah. problems of pain, yeah, if they're I... having problems of dryness, like mm -hmm. often they're like, yeah, don't worry about it, it will go away. That's what we come across a lot. That people are like, ah, don't worry, it will go away. Yeah. Which mm -hmm. obviously doesn't always happen. So that's why we build our brand that way. Yeah. That's a really good insight, I guess. I think it does feel like an easier entry point when you don't have to kind of really admit well, when something not just solves a problem, but also enhances the pleasure yeah. that you already yeah, exactly. have. So it's kind exactly. of like a, a win-win in many you ways. You just buy it for fun. Yeah. So what you're saying is that all of these toys or devices that you make, they are actually medical devices. So you've they're actually created FDA, them. They're all FDA class 2 devices. They're yeah, all, okay, um, I see. So, uh, and, and they all have papers right. published mm. about their efficacy. So for example, the one you have, yeah. Crescendo. Yeah. Uh -huh. So crescendo is designed to mimic two yes. fingers and it bends to deliver vibration right. mm -hmm. at any angle you need. The original principle yeah. for designing it was to help postnatal scar tissue repair. So after you, a woman has mm -hmm. a child, in some cases, they might have vaginal scars and pain. Yep. And the midwives and doctors mm -hmm. would tell you to repair or improve. You have to reach with two fingers and massage that area, which is Through really, massage. Difficult, really difficult yeah. for yeah. someone to do. So we designed mm -hmm. this product, mm -hmm. which you can hold very easily and insert at any angle that mm -hmm. you need. Yeah. So that was the original reason for designing this. Mm -hmm. Then what happened is over the years, this is already like five years old. Over the years, we learned so many different uses right. that people have found. So one of them is to curve like this yeah. and put it on the lower abdomen, just below the belly button. And that's a medical study we okay. ran where it helps with period pain. So if you have period pain and you turn it on, gently vibrate I the motors see. and place it on the tummy and yep. the pain goes mm -hmm. away. Then the other study we ran was called GPPD, mm -hmm. which is genital pelvic and penetration mm -hmm. disorder. That is a big group of mm -hmm. pain. And there, Crescendo helped over a three-month period. All the patients improved their pain score by five times. So it's a significant quality of life improvement. The versatility of the toy comes in the fact that you can actually bend it in several different places. Actually, the whole thing is bendable and both ways as well. You can bend it both ways. So you can actually personalize 
based on your anatomy or your partner's anatomy or your erogenous zone. So I guess that's why you were saying you can use it on internally if you were to do something like a postnatal massage or you could use it externally, I suppose, if you're saying that is for the abdomen, period pain, lower abdomen kind of placement. Yes, Did I do a good you description know, No, you're absolutely right. And that's a great one. And the thing I always talk about is if you think, well, where do you use your fingers? Anything that you do with your fingers, yeah. you can do with crescendo, right? So the reason I said even men yeah. can enjoy it is because it's long enough that it has no risk of getting sucked up the rectum. So they can, of course, it depends on how mm-hmm. wide they a man is happy to stimulate their prostate. So this is something some men mm-hmm. like for prostate stimulation. Mm-hmm. Because again, what would you mm-hmm. stimulate a prostate with? Generally two fingers. And this is literally mm-hmm. two fingers. Like that's what it's designed. Yeah, you know, the width whether is like both two fingers. Width and breadth, exactly two fingers. So if you're happy to use your two fingers somewhere, you can use crescendo. And you know what the other thing is? You can bend it this way and place it on the penis head. It has so many applications, it's just it's so, exciting for us every time we find out how customers have used it. Right. So that's like a U-shape. So, okay, wait, because I mean, I think that the possibilities of the crescendo are really endless. So I obviously, when I used it, I kind of did the typical U-shape, I think just because as a vulva owner, I think that's like the first thing that came to my mind. So you have the sort of dual stimulation both the vagina and the clitoris. But tell me about some really interesting shapes or interesting uses. Stimulating the G-spot is probably the most common use of crescendo we have found Mm -hmm. across our our customers. And a very specific Mm -hmm. thing we found useful is if a woman lies on their front, so lies on their tummy, yeah, and then has a pillow, Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. below their tummy, so they're a bit okay. um, like a triangle right. angled and then yep. have crescendo or have partner insert crescendo then they can do it gently like a little kink here or a little bit more a little bit more uh, okay yeah so they can really figure out where yeah. and it's very easy to really yeah. target and deliver vibration at a specific point with that they can mm-hmm. slowly discover what part because it's generally the upper or the front wall of the vagina, which is more sensitive. So what that means is if they can really stimulate a little bit, move a little bit, stimulate a little bit, move a little bit, they will start to discover what it is inside that stimulates and excites them, which is very difficult to find out. And fingers get tired and also fingers are only Mm -hmm. that can only go that far Mm -hmm. in. And also Mm -hmm. you can't really use fingers to stimulate too long before they get too tired. So, whereas with this, all you have to do is mm-hmm. you can just change the patterns, increase and decrease the intensity, and that's it. And you just hold mm-hmm. it. And it will easily last one hour plus at full power, which gives you plenty of time to really oh. uh, try lots of different things and build it up and see what yes. is really working. So, for us, what is exciting yeah. is if the device can help people discover what really works for them then we are very happy Mm -hmm. that the device is doing something. On the pleasure side, much separate from the medical side, then we are really happy the device Mm -hmm. is doing something quite significantly different from what anything else does. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. So can any sex toy be actually used to improve sexual health or does it have to be a specially designed one? There's literally uh, 20 different health benefits of orgasm. 
and that can be just with fingers it doesn't need anything yeah. right and we can't emphasize enough yeah. that people should think of wellness as health and it's not really two different things right so if you're yeah. orgasm you have better yeah, sleep yeah that's You'll the definition from yeah I, yeah exactly right because yeah. i think a lot of people tend to think sexual health is stis they tend to think uh, sexual health is fertility mm-hmm. it's about making babies mm-hmm. that's all obviously part of it and it's important but that's not everything sexual health is having a good orgasm as well and our goal is yeah. people think of sexual health sexual wellness all of it as one thing which is just a mm-hmm. part of their life which is no mm-hmm. different from say mental health it's a big important thing but it's mm-hmm. any, a lot of people look at it holistically as mental health so sexual health can be orgasms and the reason i was saying it's such an important thing is because orgasms lead to better sleep it leads to better skin it leads to mm-hmm. a better immunity basically it releases mm-hmm. the hormones that your body needs to do stuff that makes it healthier so no the answer is you don't need sex toys to have better sexual health sex toys just make it easier and more fun right you couldn't use your fingers no problem but yes. like we were saying it's very difficult to do a lot of things with fingers so that's when you use sex toys as a tool to make it easier and more fun mm-hmm. and that's it really yeah but at a high level really sexual health and orgasms and wellness is just so fundamental for a really good happy life Yes. And I think there's also a lot of relationship benefits that can come with using toys as well. Can you say a little bit more about that? Yes, so I can actually talk about a very specific use case to bring it to life. So and all of these we find mm-hmm. by talking to our customers, which is our favorite thing by far. You know, like really mm-hmm. talking to our customers, understanding what is it that they're looking for, what is it that they loved about what we have made, what we can do better. In this example, So married man you know maybe been in a relationship for 10 15 years wants to be a good partner in bed and not 100% sure that he's going to be very good because he's kind of lost that confidence over the years because they don't have that much intimacy anymore mm-hmm. because kids got in the way and work gets in the way and you know all of that stuff so for that person a sex toy serves two very specific purposes one is it is a nice gift that can start the conversation about sex in the bedroom which is a little bit awkward mm-hmm. if you haven't talked about it or had it for a while yeah because obviously mm-hmm. everyone's looking for nice gifts to give each other so that's the easy bit and then and a gift of pleasure mm-hmm. is always seen as a positive thing objectively generally seen as a positive thing because it's something mm-hmm. that you buy for your partner's yes. happiness and it's a very easy way in yeah you say hey look i found this amazing toy and it's going to give you orgasms you've never had before right that's a nice thing mm-hmm. where you're not even saying there's something in it for you so that's the step one by the toy your partner gets very excited mm-hmm. you're already getting back into the mood of let's get into you're in the again. good books yes exactly and step two yes. and the, the, or the reason two is <laughs> it is a very useful helper so what that means is let's say you have mm-hmm. a play session of an uh, one hour okay it is unrealistic that any or most men will have an erection for an hour or be able to perform for an hour that just doesn't happen so mm-hmm. if you can take away that scare because a lot of men who haven't been mm-hmm. in regular sex are worried that oh what if we get into bed and i can't mm-hmm. get erect immediately 
then you mm-hmm. know it's going to be a bad thing so what the sex toy does then is takes away that issue completely because you get into bed and your mm-hmm. whole purpose is to play with each other and with the toy and then you play with the toy you arouse your partner you arouse yourself you probably even have a few orgasms with it with fingers with anything else without penetration and then you save the penetration for the last 10 minutes and then by then you've already got your partner very excited she is very happy you have gotten yourself very excited and you are much more confident and you're back in the groove of things and then yes fine you know you can get erect having your intercourse mm-hmm. and even after that if you have orgasm and your partner wants to orgasm again then you have the toy or the toy and penis can go together so there is all of these psychological things that go behind why a toy as a gift can help restart that mystery in the bedroom mm-hmm. and help take yeah. away that fear of having to perform instantly and be that helper throughout that yeah. entire play session. Yeah, I love that. I think that, as you're saying, removing the pressure to perform is really sometimes from like a penis owner point of view, I think is quite important. I think toys just introduce so many new possibilities, right? You have new mm-hmm. sensations, new positions that are really available only with toys. And I think just also from women's point of view, from the vulva owner point of view, I think the fact that women also need direct clitoral stimulation to have an orgasm in many heterosexual partnered situations A toy can really help with that because Mm -hmm. often sometimes just penetrative intercourse isn't really enough to give you that clitoral stimulation. So a toy can actually also be very, very helpful with that. And I think, as you say, it's a great conversation starter. Right. Yep. When you use a toy to actually investigate, oh, what are the things you like? What are you curious about? These are all great things to talk about between a couple in a relationship. People find it extremely difficult to bring the conversation up in the first place with their partner. So I think your suggestion of having it be a gift and since this is kind of the time for gift giving, right? Mm -hmm. So this is a really great idea to actually bring up the conversation. I did also want to ask a question about something you said earlier. And you said that a lot of people have these sexual health issues, like you were talking about, and they don't really go to the doctor about them. They kind of just suffer in silence. And I was wondering like how we can actually start having more informed conversation with our doctors uh, about our sexual health. Because I also believe this isn't a topic that people feel comfortable discussing with their doctors either. I agree. I think the problem is it is how do you get people to talk about it in the first place? I have actually talked to a lot of doctors about what they feel is the solution in the medium term. And they feel the solution is chatbots. And while it sounds... Oh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know it sounds very Mm -hmm. basic. It's a chatbot. Sounds like... Yeah, okay. uh, (laughs) The reason is 
obviously chatbot which is built by mm-hmm. doctors for health purposes which exist and they're very advanced and they can mm-hmm. give you health advice and then mm-hmm. target and then drive you to the right mm-hmm. doctor for uh, specialist advice is because most studies that have been run on chatbots regarding sexual health people feel more comfortable talking to them as in obviously it's a computer talking to a computer mm-hmm. knowing that it is purely a logic based thing it's not going to judge it's not human mm-hmm. and they feel really fine with it let's say uh, i'll give you an example mm-hmm. hi chatbot i'm having white mm-hmm. discharge from my penis what could it be yeah mm-hmm. they're happy to do that it's like you know people are happy to type into google for that they don't mind but yeah. they're not that happy to go yeah. to a gp and talk about it as, as in a general doctor yeah so i think that mm-hmm. could be the one of the solutions as chatbots become Mm-hmm. more and more prevalent telemedicine becomes more and more prevalent and once mm-hmm. all of this information is captured then obviously mm-hmm. the chatbot will say okay this is how far i can help you now i need to pass you on to a doctor then the person is fine and also then the doctor mm-hmm. has all the information which says okay fine you know this is all your questions i see this is what we think it could be and then they can take it from there so that is where the current mm. research indicates the solution to getting more people to doctors is yeah That's really interesting as well because I think one of the drawbacks of googling this stuff which I know many people do is that you just get so overwhelmed with all of the information that comes back and you just don't know what is the right information it can actually make you feel even worse to be honest if you google some of your symptoms and then you see all kinds of things that come back so it's not really that targeted in terms of a response whereas i guess a chatbot that was put together by doctors would give you a little bit more of a tailored response So where do you think the larger conversation about sexual health and wellness is going just in our society because do you think it's something that as we progress as a culture as a society it's becoming more accepted these days as a topic of conversation I definitely think so and hope so and and I hope that you know in the last 7 years that we've been we've contributed to it it's very exciting for us to see mm. how far sexual health has come in the seven and a half years that we've been building mystery vibe i definitely think people are more keen to improve their sexual health people are more keen to understand what they can do mm. to make their sex lives better and being stuck at home during covid definitely helped even though it was terrible the positive impact was people cared about their personal health more you know i think before and me included we were mm-hmm. too busy running around doing too many things and what happened was you often forget that you need to look after yourself in the crazy running around traveling around the world and uh, work and party whereas now so much less of that people definitely care more about their health which includes sexual health and and i think it's a trend that's going to stay Oh that's really good. You know, I'm still hoping for the day where we can talk about our sexual health in the same way we talk about going to the gym or yes, eating exactly. some supplements or getting exactly. more sleep. You know, like you said, I hope that somebody can talk about going to the gym just like they can talk about their sexual wellness. I think of it as the day when we can talk about going to a sex party as easily as going to a Michelin star restaurant, then we are mm. we're cool. 
because it means there is no judgment. <laughs> it's just that's it, you know. It doesn't matter uh, whether uh, someone wants to go to a Michelin star restaurant, right? If you go to a Michelin restaurant in the weekend on Monday, you're definitely going to tell your friend about it. Right. And you'll be like, oh, my God, I had all this amazing True. food. And food and sex are just so similar. So yeah. both are fundamental to survival. If we you're, stop having right. sex, we will die within one generation. Same with food. If also yeah. uh, food, you can have very simple food at home. But it doesn't mean that you don't go out and have nice mm-hmm. restaurant food, which is the same as you need to spice up your bedroom by doing different things. You, you can't expect just doing the same thing every day will mm. be exciting for 30 years. Right. And yes. So food and sex are just so similar. And people eat food not just to survive, they eat food because it's a luxury, it's a pleasure. You know, people don't have sex just to make babies. They have sex because they mm. want pleasure. And there are so many similarities. So I always look forward to a world where people can talk about food and sex exactly the same way. I love that analogy. I think it's so great. And I think when I look at some of the foodies that are out there that really just, I mean, they obsess about the menus and the restaurants that they go to and they can Uh still remember every single course that they had and I do also wish that we could talk about sex in the same way. You can be like, oh, and then the third course I did was this, which could be, and then dessert I had was this, and that could all refer to all the different people that you were with at a sex party. That'd be kind of fun. That could be your project, is writing (laughs) food-like sex recipes. Oh, yes, yes. So many possibilities, right? And all the senses are really involved Mm -hmm. with food as well, right? From the visuals, smells, scent. Oh, same thing for sex. You know, I love that you actually brought that up. It's so good. So Um, So, yeah, very, very, very similar. And if we can actually just talk about that, as you say, with no taboo, I think that's great. And actually, that's really what I like about this idea of sex toys becoming part of the sexual health conversation because I think that does take away some of the taboo if you're actually saying oh you know I'm actually just using this and it's actually just great for my health in general then everybody wants something that's great for their health right I mean everyone's always trying to optimize their health ultimately and feel better live longer all of that stuff so I really really like that a lot I agree I agree completely yeah. So we talked about the crescendo, and then I think we very briefly made mention of the tenuto. Is there any other toys that you want to mention in your portfolio that are also great for solving these different sexual health concerns? Mini crescendo. So it fits in your palm. Yeah. Mini and then, cr- okay. Yeah, and you can uh-huh. bend it in both ways. Cool. So this one is yes. particularly useful for mini G-spot stimulator for solo use and for holding, uh-huh. like you were uh-huh. saying, clitoral stimulation during intercourse is required by 9 out of 10 women mm-hmm. for orgasms, right? So mm-hmm. this is a super, super easy mm-hmm. device that you hold on the clit, whichever position, mm-hmm. um, while you're having intercourse to have a really good, uh, because it's super strong and very mm-hmm. quiet. And also it's a wearable, so yeah. if you're wearing underwear, you can just fit it because it's a curve. So you can fit mm-hmm. it in underwear. And you can do lots of play things with it. Like you can fit it okay. in underwear. Then your partner can yeah. control it with an app. So you can do lots of fun things with it. Yeah. It's more a compact version of Crescendo. Yeah. Those are three products at the moment. It takes us forever to build a product because we have to go through compliance and regulatory approval and then medical studies. And 
Like oh, each yes. device takes like two to three years. It's a very slow process. Oh, wow. Everything starts with our group of doctors, so which is urologists, gynecologists, midwives, maternity nurses, um, sexual health therapists, like different specialists in menopause, etc. So we collect as much feedback as possible from them saying, what is a problem that they currently don't have a solution for without medicine, like without tablets here? Yeah, that could benefit. So that's the starting point. Then we mm-hmm. look at, okay, how many people suffer from it? If it's a big enough percentage of the population, like, okay, you know, should we start looking into it? Then we start sketching things, um, building prototypes, lots of feedback. And then, you know, let's say a year later, it's all very slow. A year later, we're like, okay, this is a product which we can start mm-hmm. testing. Then we get this another year later, they're ready for external. Mm-hmm. So that's when we get 1000 people to test it globally. Mm-hmm. And then say two years in, two and a half years in, we finalize it. Very slow process. Oh, wow. I just have a really quick section to wrap this up. And this is actually just a really fun section. It's called our quickie but goodies section. It's a speed round. You can just answer in a couple of words, whatever comes to the top of your mind. It's meant to be pretty fun. And I ask this to all of my guests. So these questions, I'm going to start with the first question. And actually, I'm kind of inspired by our food and sex analogy (laughs) that we talked about just now. So I was going to ask, if you had to describe your sex life as a food item, what would that food item be? Passion fruit. Oh, yes. Nice one. (laughs) I love that. I love that. I was actually thinking... I'm going to struggle to find one food item. So I would say mine would be like more of a buffet. (laughs) It's kind of a cop-out, but it's kind of a concept. It's a food concept, not a food item. There's nothing wrong with being greedy. (laughs) What is your biggest turn on? Seeing the other person have pleasure. Oh, yes. Very generous lover. I love that. For me, it's curiosity and an open mind. And last question I have is one thing that has helped you get better in bed. GIFs, porn GIFs and sharing. (laughs) And actually, we write about this a lot now because we love giving actionable advice (laughs) in all our content. And what Mm -hmm. we find is a really effective way of sharing uh, GIFs is, you know, just by messengers, whatever it is. And by sharing erotic GIFs, you can figure out the things that you like or your partner likes and find the common ground between them and keep getting better. Yes. Yes. That's actually, GIFs are kind of like their own language. It's exactly their own language. And you can uh, build a really nice, create a really nice build up, you know, throughout the day, send each other things and like, oh, I really like that. We should try it tonight. And then by the time when you get together, you have all of this energy to play around. It's really exciting. So we find it's very effective. Yes. And it also just makes you better because you are trying new things. So you constantly get better in bed. Fantastic. And for me, one thing that's helped me get better in bed is definitely sex toys. Because I think that they just help me really understand my body so much better. So thank you so much, Sumi, for joining me on this episode. Before I wrap up, I also wanted to just encourage everybody to go check out Mystery Vibe. Their website is actually full of actionable insights and advice, as Sumi mentioned. And they've got actually a lot of free guides there, especially 
guide if you're looking to like talk to your partner about sex toys it's a really great guide that i downloaded off of the website so i think you'll find that helpful and listeners i really hope you enjoyed today's discussion i'd love to hear from you what are some sexual health benefits that you get from using sex toys Find me at Hello Sarah Sense on Instagram or drop me a line at sarahsense.com. Also, if you missed something today, there will be show notes on my website with a summary of everything we talked about and some relevant links. And I think we can all help to move the conversation forward on sexual health. And it starts by having open conversations with our partners and the people around us about sexual health and this will definitely help us get better in bed. Thank you. Mm-hmm.